Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome back to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence, a lively show featuring speakers, authors, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their company. Uh, this show will bring you intriguing people across the country who will have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. And today, we're talking with our leading lady, one of my newfound friends, Dr. Afsun Gazbinian. And let me kind of share with you the topic that we're going to be covering today, which is going to be fascinating for women all over the place. We're going to be talking about how to protect our brain cells, cardiovascular system, muscle mass, bone density, sexual health, immunity, and longevity during perimenopause with lifestyle interventions in order to live a healthy and vibrant life in menopause. And let me tell you a little bit about my guest today, Dr. Afsun. With an extensive, she has ex- extensive experience as a doctor of pharmacy and a certified functional medicine practitioner. Dr. Afsun brings 20 plus years of expertise in preventative health with a proactive approach to wellness for women in transition to menopause. Having spent a decade as a senior pharmacist pharmacist in Singapore and making significant contributions to public health initiatives, she underwent a transformative journey that led her to focus on lifestyle medicine and preventative health. This shift prompted her to broaden her practice to encompass functional medicine and holistic care for women in menopause. After her return to California in 2019, she focused her practice solely on wellness consulting with outstanding results. Dr. Afsun is a mom of four. Two are her own and their spouses. She has a love of nature, gardening, and continuous learning to create programs that are easy to follow and at the same time cutting edge and impactful. So Dr. Afsun, happy Monday and welcome to the show. And thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom and perspectives on today's show. How are well, you? Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, my dear. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to be with your community. I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you're doing well. And we're just coming off of a nice weekend, so I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, I know that we're going to have a lot to talk about on this on this episode because we're going to get right into just perimenopause. What are those things that, you know, women can prepare for as we, you know, get into those years that are critical for longevity, right? (laughs) Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think these are the areas that we don't really hear about. Like for myself as a healthcare professional, even, I didn't learn much about this 
transitional time in our lives. And I felt the difference, basically, you know. I felt it myself as I was going through perimenopause. The transition time is somewhere between 7 to 14 years for us women. And this is huge in our health. And we don't really realize that there are short-term changes and challenges that all of us start to get the signals slowly, like, I see that in my practice from early 30, for basically early 40s, some ladies, late 30s even, they start wow. to see signals, changes in their um, cycle, changes in their sleep pattern, in their mood, um, in their weight distribution in their body. I mean, things are starting to shift. And yes. <laughs> just the awareness. It's so important for us to know that these are signals that we need to start making some shifts and some transitions in our lifestyle if we really want to maintain and elevate i want to do emphasize on the word elevate our health mm-hmm. as we go through these years and we get into menopause so this is huge this is so key and i really want to bring that point into the attention of women that really we need to pay attention to this transition time and beyond Absolutely. And, you know, when you were speaking, the one thing that caught my attention, I mean, one of the many things, uh, you had mentioned between 7 to 14 years. And I think a lot of women, you know, they're they're not sure, gosh, did I start menopause? Did I, you know, when am I going to go through menopause? Or they might be in it and they don't even realize it. So so when you think of, you know, the the brain cells and cardiovascular system, muscle mass, and, you know, even sexual health. When you think of those things or when women do, what are some of the key things that we should really be doing that will help that and and keep, you know, keep that lifestyle so that it's healthy and we go into menopause with, you know, a vibrant mindset? (laughs) I love that. And for the most part, yes, the transition is quite a few years. And it's, of course, different mm-hmm. for different women based on the state of health that they're in. Our genetics plays a role. When we start uh, seeing menopause, actually the perimenopause symptoms are starting. But the mm-hmm. signals, for the most part, are the same. Our ovaries are starting to retire. We are born with a certain number of eggs, basically. And as we go through this time, we see disruptions in our cycle. Uh, We see all of these changes that are happening. And because of that, um, basically our reproductive hormones start to decline. And this decline directly affects our brain cells, affects our muscle mass, our metabolism. And for the most part, we see that even the risk of long-term diseases like cardiovascular disease, the risk of dementia, the risk of autoimmune disease skyrocket in women after they go through Mm -hmm. this transition. Like it's something that we see, I've seen patients in my practice for years, they're coming in and all of a sudden, you know, because we have our estrogen, progesterone, testosterone higher up to this point, now that they're declining, mm-hmm. we see that our risk of cardiovascular disease goes higher than men at this time. Mm-hmm. It used to be lower than men. And, you know, after yeah. this time, so we really need to realize that our bodies have a threshold uh, that, you know, it can't cope with basically 
not sleeping enough, too much stress during the day, not acknowledging that we need to really come back and take care of our muscle mass and bone density with some movements and exercises that are targeted and are tactical and for the most part are doable daily that we can bring in into our lives. So movement becomes really huge and building muscle mass is so important and at the same time the kind of food that we basically nourish our bodies on a daily basis, the amount of rest yeah. that we get, the amount of recovery that we get during the day <laughs> and how do we deal with our stress. I mean all of these points yeah. that are I call them lifestyle medicine <laughs> because <laughs> I've seen sure, them yeah. through the years. They're so important. I mean they are I've handed in medications and I have consulted my patients for the um, interactions and the side effects for years. And I know and I've seen and experienced myself that bringing the lifestyle medicine in our daily lives is such a huge, important, impactful key for us women to really prioritize, especially at this time of life. Oh, most definitely. And and the things that you mentioned, Dr. Afsun, are all things that we have within our control, you know, where that lifestyle is key. And, I mean, I know just for, you know, my journey, I realized very early on, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 60 this year. So I'm being very transparent oh, with your audience. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I'm very active. I go to the gym and, you know, when you mentioned the, you know, muscle mass and bone density, I mean, going to the gym, a lot of women are turning to exercise even more today than ever. The muscle mass and the bone density, can we chat about that? Because I'd love to find out, you know, I know cardiovascular is extremely important, but there's, you know, there's also ways, like you had mentioned, you know, some of them are genetic, you know, where it's, it's you know, it's not controllable. But with the, the muscle mass and the bone density, can we, can we talk about that just, and then I want to get into sexual health, because I think that's, you know, even though it's a little, you know, it's a sensitive subject. I think we can, you know, go there just a little bit with our audience. Um, but what do you see in terms of what women can do when it, you know, when it comes to muscle mass and bone density, are those things that we can recover and improve with just lifestyle change? Or do we need to be, you know, on some type of medication to help this, to support this? I see. I see. Yes. So um, let me just step back um, just for a moment. And we talked about genetics. And I know that a lot of times we do have some genetics in our background and in our family that, you know, maybe there are high blood sugar, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, high blood sugar. These are the things that we may have. But I just wanted to emphasize on the point of epigenetics. This is the huge um, area of the study that we have so much uh, knowledge and so much um, research on right now. And we know that even though we may have some genes that may contribute to a specific disease, epigenetic means that the environment that we provide our bodies are so much more important. And we can really control um, whether a gene gets activated or not. Mm. Yeah. So it's really, yeah. I want to emphasize, I mean, it's just so um, crucial for us to understand we do have 
a lot of more control that they may um, realize really with all of the things that we just mentioned. I called it lifestyle medicine or it should be called lifestyle medicine. Um, yeah. It really affects how genes get activated or not. So certainly all of the things we talked about, um, nutrition, movement, recovery, and stress management. But particularly um, to answer the question about the muscle mass, a lot of times, um, because through life, as our hormones drop, naturally, because they are actually um, supporting our bone mass and muscle mass when we are in reproductive years with higher level of our reproductive uh, hormones. So now it comes down to us really protecting our muscle and our bone density with weight-bearing exercises, things that actually help us on a daily basis. Because another point that comes to mind is that sometimes we have to realize we can't really um, basically stress our bodies too much at one go at this time as well. Because a lot of times I see in my practice injuries, women come in with very, like they want to go at exercises that now I decide to do you know, more exercise, I decide to, you know, lift weight. And if we do injure ourselves, you know, it actually sets us back for a long time. So I want to emphasize yeah. on slowly progressing, learning how to use weight-bearing exercises like walk, just walking, even, you know, just in place, um, cycling than you have if you're going to the gym. But trying to do things, smaller pockets of time, Every day, because Every day. even exactly mm. even lifting you know um, free weights, I do have free weights on the side of my desk because I know all of us are busy women, and these are the things that we can introduce to our daily lives it 's like a stretching, but you 're using light weights. Uh, just making sure that we do have the right posture. We want to make sure that our posture is correct so we don't injure um, ourselves, our you know, ligaments, are, and we just really yeah. know how we are lifting. But using those free weights, using those even dynamic bands, I have one on, my, you know, on the side of my desk <laughs> as well. So if you have yeah. like five minutes in between the day, if you're doing yeah, something else that you have a few minutes, you're just checking something in between your meetings or as you're running errands, those small practices, like maybe eight to ten reps at a time, I mean, these practices that could make a difference. Most definitely. Days for sure. Yeah. But yeah. definitely learning how to do weights, yes. Oh, absolutely. And now we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners, Dr. Afsun. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for, a good, for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in, a, in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to Amplify Your Influence on Women Lead Radio with my guest, Dr. Afsoon. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Afsoon, we kind of left off with 
you know, the bone um, density and the muscle mass. And I, you know, I kind of want to shift back a little bit to, you know, talk about, you know, those little ways, those self-care things that we can do to help promote the, you know, the, the things that are important for our bodies. And I love that you mentioned you could just keep, you know, free weights by your desk or, you know, when you're just idle and you can do something, just doing a few reps, you know, at a time every day. I mean, it doesn't take much, does it, just to put, to implement those kind of things that can help our, you know, help our, our overall lifestyle, you know, health. Oh, that's amazing. And I mean, all of these has to become kind of a rich daily ritual for us. And a ritual are usually a couple of habits that develop, that we develop, they're kind of chained together. Let's say if you have a couple of minutes, you know that now you do some uh, stretching using weights, let's say. So the whole idea of making it, just weaving it into our days, and that is huge, stacking good habits that doesn't take long, but really, I call them mini retreats <laughs> during the day. Because mini retreats. <laughs> for the most part, this yeah. is two minutes, three minutes, and these are small practices. And I also yeah. talked about, you know, very simple things, just even walking is also a weight-bearing exercise. So if we have five minutes, especially we talked about blood uh, sugar balance, which is huge in our you know brain health is huge in our gut health is huge in our weight Mm -hmm. management if we learn to basically bring it maybe five minutes before food and after food if you have a few minutes after our meal these are practices that we are not really taught we don't really see it as a lot of value but they are they are very impactful they help to really after food let's say if you have five minutes to take a quick walk around the corner around your office we are not sitting at our computer just giving ourselves those few critical moments it actually balances our blood sugar after a meal so small practices but impactful that's we are all about Yes, and you know, even those that those of us that who have dogs, uh, you know, just getting the dog out too, you know, it's good for your dog and it's good for you know us women that you know that are going through this. Uh, I, love so when, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I do too. And you know, I get excited about you know the the idea that we can change our lifestyle. And it doesn't really have to be, you know, a big shift, you know, going to the gym or, you know, going for walks or, you know, doing those things that are going to really help promote so we don't get tight and, you know, where we're, we're more flex, a little more flexible. And I think, you know, for women, where would you say the, the actual time, time is when women start perimenopause? Well, when we talk about perimenopause, we're talking about the years leading to menopause because our bodies mm-hmm. need some time. Our brain needs some time to adjust to declining levels of hormone. So that is why we don't just slam into menopause. It takes our bodies a few years, just like puberty, that we see our teenagers go through quite a few years to get into puberty. Oh, yeah. The hormones are rising, so now it's the reverse. So we have to accept those few years and we have to really take those acknowledged the symptoms as we start getting them. So 
usually late 30s, early 40s, we start to see changes, mm-hmm. shifts happening in our, um, basically in our physique, in our body, in our mood, in our um, different aspects of life. And usually in the U.S., basically the average time of menopause is said to be 52 years of age. So usually mm, when women okay. have their very last period, because the period is actually during perimenopause, they get a little bit uneven. Sometimes they we have more time in between them. Sometimes they get closer together. Sometimes they're heavier, lighter. And by the time a woman has their her last period, 12 months after that, that day, which is 12 months after the last period, is called the day mm. that they go into menopause. And basically, menopause is just one day. So after that, we go to postmenopause, and we're completely into menopause. So that's the age line. Mm. Wow. It's, it's, you know, when, when you really think of it, and, and I, I know we talked a little bit about um, we were going to cover sexual health. And I, if we can kind of get into that and how that applies to, you know, perimenopause and also menopause, because I think a lot of women, you know, where we're, we have all these, you know, tasks that we're doing every day, we have busy schedules, and sometimes it's hard to, to, you know, take that path of sexual health. So what are your recommendations for women, both peri and also in menopause? I love that that you brought up the concept and the conversation, Shadi. Thank you for that because yeah. I think for the most part, yes, I, the time, the time that we need to um, find, again, a small amount of time in the morning when we wake up, there is a lot of times we reach for our phones and a lot of times we get ourselves into a pattern of stress from early morning. And as you just so rightfully mentioned, when we are in stress and all of these body changes and hormonal changes also amplify the amount of stress that mm. we had before this time, we now have to come in. I call basically menopause a second birth. And this time around, we are both the mother and the child. We have to remember that. We've got to acknowledge and grace that child within. Basically, we have to, like every morning, I would say to my clients, at least five or 10 minutes when you open your eyes, Start the day with the intention that gives you that love to yourself. Imagine the love that you would give mm-hmm. to your child or to somebody or to your pet, to your partner. Start it with you because this is the time that your body needs it the most. And other than yeah. the rest of the hormones that we're talking about, there's a very important hormone that affects our health and vitality and sexuality, which is called oxytocin. It's a hormone of bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a hormone of love. And we've got to give it to ourselves before we ask anybody or our partner or anything. Waking up in the morning, a very simple path that I have is to wake up, opening our eyes, just to start from the top of your head to um, your feet. Just give yourself a pat, give yourself a massage, give your body a massage. Acknowledge your being, acknowledge your all of your body parts that are actually giving you energy and vitality for the day. So the intention of love has to start from us. I think the seed, Mm -hmm. and I find that morning, early morning intention is huge. And like bookmarks of the day, evening is also as important when you give yourself like 5, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, as much time as you have in the evening. Give it to you. Give it to your 
basically just anything, any self-care that you like to do. Soaking your feet, maybe yeah. that you're walking all day in shoes, you're working so hard every day. Just have a little bit of an Epsom salt, maybe some magnesium soak. Just put your feet in warm water. Give your the sole of your mm. feet a, a five-minute massage. I mean, I'm talking about small inexpensive but the time we have to just understand first the awareness of the importance of giving ourselves love first before asking anybody else yeah. to bring it in and at the same mm. time just again community having friends that we love we can communicate our partners communicate with them more openly and when we get to sexual health also Definitely our sexual organs change. We go into some periods of like dryness, sexual, you know, vaginal dryness. These are all yeah. parts of it. But as we do more and more self-care, as we use, you know, neutral, good creams that actually can also help give us time. Actually, for one thing, we need to dedicate that time for us and our partner, but do have like lubrication, do have things that actually help us, you know, really enjoy this time of life and don't think that the sexual health should take a backseat because I think there's a big power source in um, our sexuality and feminine energy that we really have to acknowledge and know that it's there, it's alive, and we should keep it alive. Oh, I love all of that. And and when you started with, you know, first we have to love ourselves. And it starts in the morning when, you know, we just acknowledge. And, and I believe that, you know, just having a positive mindset, you know, and, and looking at it as though every day we can do so many different things. And and I love the Epsom salt. I've done that before. Um, you know, for our, for our audience, uh, Dr. Afsun, where would you recommend, you know, because you mentioned, you know, the, the dryness and some other things that, you know, and there may be some women out there that, that don't know where to turn. What would you recommend for them? Uh, as far as the application, something to apply topically, did you mention? Right. So where would they, where would they go to find these kind of products? Oh, I see, I see. Interesting that you ask, actually, <laughs> you know, these are that. Um, sometimes I just send them just to some coconut oil, let's say, something that is as natural as a coconut oil combination because we want it to be the least mm-hmm. irritant. Uh, we want it to be something that we can use to really um, get the blood flow to the area. It's important to massage externally and, you know, making sure that we on a daily basis, the same as we do our facial care, we do massage our face, the same. I think that part actually helps to bring in um, the sensation, the um, oxygen uh, flow to the area. So we start from something very simple. And there are some um, products on the market that actually they do offer um, feminine care uh, applications as well as far as the cream just kind of look at them online you can connect with me if you would like on my instagram or um message in any way like the email that we will provide here so i can actually um direct you to some sources as well but there are some products and we see more coming in the market as well oh that's that's fantastic information and you know i i appreciate you being on the show dr Apson. and how can people reach you i know you mentioned your instagram page are there other ways that people can can reach you maybe by linkedin or other ways that yeah. they can reach out to you 
Wonderful. Yes, LinkedIn is wonderful. Please go to, and also my Instagram, both are Dr. Afsun Gazvinian. Please connect, ask questions. Let's get this conversation going because this is life changing and this is actually, this is life saving to me. I see life saving for us women and we need to tune in, continue the conversation. And I'm so grateful for you, Shelley, for bringing this topic up Mm. and um, having me on the show today because these are so important to continue the whole thread of, you know, conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Dr. Afton. And I, you know, you, you definitely shared a lot of information, you know, for women really from 30 to 70, you know, where we're all of us women, you know, we're very busy. We want to live our best lives. And I, you know, I love that, you know, it starts with our own, you know, loving ourselves. And, and I think that it's a lot of it is just really taking a look at those things that we do have control over to be able to implement, you know, going on a walk or going to the gym, taking your dog for a walk or, you know, just the weights next to you in your office, you know, that that's something that all of us can probably do. And it, and it definitely supports, you know, our, our overall health. And, you know, we have just about a minute or two left, Dr. Apson, and I would love for you to share, you know, just something that you'd like to leave with our audience that, you know, that they can either implement or something that you highly recommend for women all over. Um, I would like to leave the audience with the empowerment of knowing that you can take charge of your health at this time of life and don't take daily small practices um, you know, don't discard them as something that may not value if you don't really take a big action towards something for the next step. Learn the small practices, bring them into your life, love your life at this time of life, and know that there's so much more to come, and it's up to us to take care of it and take hold of our health. So the empowerment is there. Grab it and enjoy the almost mm. next half of your life. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to go back and listen to this because I just, I love everything that you shared and I want to make sure I absorb it. Yes, yes. So that's our show for today. We hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Dr. Afsoon. Thank you, Dr. Afsoon, for being our leading lady today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And a special thanks to all of our listeners in the U.S. and international listeners and followers, too. And we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today. And thank you for listening. And remember to build your influence authentically and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.